This episode is brought to you by the Ghoulish Gallery, Movies for Days, Dewey Podmonster, The Aardvark and Magic Moshi Do Red Dwarf, Video Tasties, Voices from the Mausoleum, You Gonna Eat That Crust, and Pop Culture Reflections, all members of the You Run Podcast Network, all available at yourunpodcast.com. Mark, for the first time ever, there is no joke this week, and literally no joke. I have no joke to make you laugh or anything at all. Right. I don't trust um, you. What's going on? <laughs> instead, I have this. Hello, Mark. We meet again. I heard you were dreading this episode. What's the matter? Afraid of a little spider? Don't want to think about it <laughs> silently descending from the ceiling, dangling above your head by its web, crawling down your neck undetected, its eight legs <laughs> scurrying across your face as you sleep. Into oh, your this mouth, is nasty, man. This is ears, real nasty. Laying its eggs so you can incubate its young. Sleep tight, my friend. <laughs> Don't let the spider bite. Oh, God. I do not know why on earth I have agreed to do this episode. I really don't. No. Um, I, I think before we start the episode, there's just something else I need to do. Jack hit I'm The only sorry. spider I can get on with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh, before I forget, I'll kill you if this is a joke. You want to die tonight? The You Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast. The You Run Podcast. Why isn't it possible? I can't say nothing. A candy man, I get me. You choose the movies. I had a heart on this morning when I woke up, Tina. Had your name written all over it. You score them. Nice fucking model! You review them. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Why not, you stupid bastard? My name is very fucking confused. What's your name? Captain Howdy. You don't want to go fooling around other folks' property. Goddamn soul. There's a beer. Because after all, this is not our show, this is your show. Hello and welcome to the happiest I have been since the inception of the show and my long-awaited revenge episode for the Halloween 4 fiasco back in 2022. That was two years ago. I don't think this is the same at all. Making me watch Halloween 4 and making me watch this is completely on two different levels. Is it though? I suffered, you suffer. It's kind of like fair. No, there's this suffering and then there is traumatizing. This has been the worst experience of my life prepping for this. Uh, I'd like I know to that say... sounds ludicrous. I know it sounds ludicrous. Oh, I'm scared of spiders. Oh, man up. No, listen, it's a genuine fear. And this has been horrible. Yeah. And I've, I, you've been messaging me going, I need to take a break. I'm stopping. I need to take another break. I can't watch anymore. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I literally, I've been putting it off for weeks and weeks and weeks watching this film, and about, I've only just finished it about 10 minutes before we came on to record the episode. 
Yeah, and you're still a little bit shaky, which will make this episode highly entertaining. <laughs> uh, this is Horror Movie Review. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mark. Uh, and in truth, this is the first time we've recorded in a couple of weeks. So the last two episodes you had were pre-recorded and we've had a bit of a break. So we may be a little rusty. However, I am full of lots of energy today. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah, lots of any energy. Um, how are you anyway? How was your Christmas? How is how has the new year treated you? Uh, yeah, it's been good. I've had a nice bit of time off work. It's been pleasant. I've made the foolish mistake of doing Jai January, January. Um, so I'm not <laughs> I didn't at the moment. So watching you suffer beer is driving me mental at the moment. So um, this probably won't help. Not in the slightest. No, and it's it's. I don't even know why I did it. I don't even know why I did it. It came up in conversation. And obviously, I like a drink. I like a beer. I drink quite regularly on a weekend and stuff. And my wife was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should just not do it. And then she kind of made a joke as if to say, like, I couldn't do it. So me being me, I was like, of course I can do it. <laughs> it's a few <laughs> weeks. Of course I can do it. I'm five days in, man, and I'm losing my mind. And this is the first ever episode I think I've recorded where I've not been drinking a beer. Um this is getting better and better anyway uh we're a horror movie review show run and controlled by you the listeners you pick the movies you score them you review them and we just give you an outlet to do that without the hassle of starting your own podcast um you get involved with the show by following us on social media we're at you run podcast everywhere if you want to follow mark he's reviews from the crypt and vhs from the crypt on instagram um, you can also send us an email you run podcast at gmail.com or if we really push your buttons and get you so fired up, you need to get it out of your system, you can leave us a voicemail. And you can do that by leaving an audio message on any of the socials that let you do that. If there's a, a microphone icon in messages, you can do it. Um, as we've not recorded for a couple of weeks, we haven't checked our voicemail. We have got a few. Um, so here's the first one. Hey guys, really enjoyed listening to this week's episode on Violent Night. Such a great film and glad to hear you both enjoyed it. Um, the film that Mark was talking about, I'm sure he's probably Googled it by now, because if he's anything like me, you just wouldn't settle until you looked. But the Henry Cavill film he was mentioning was Night Hunter. And yes, it's very good. And I also wanted to say, I've also never seen A Christmas Story and I turned off It's a Wonderful Life because I really didn't like it. Eek! <laughs> uh, and also just to jump in and say, Violent Night is not a horror film. It's an action film, just like Predator. Oh! 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 <laughs> oh! It was a double jab. I probably could have swallowed the, the Violent Night comment, but the Predator jab, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Uh, we've got another one. Um, this one's quite angry. I'm trying to listen to the Violent Night episode. I've not seen the movie, but I'm going to watch it. But I still listen anyways. And you guys, come on. Quit butchering these damn names. John Leguizamo. <sighs> I don't understand. Y'all are triggering me. John Leguizamo. <laughs> Why don't y'all just start Googling it first? And then, like, if you don't know how to pronounce a name, just, like, Google it and do, like, the voice thing. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to finish listening. Bye. I'm trying. John Laguini, it sounds exactly the same as what we said. But that's exactly it. It's, we've cleared that up now. We've been corrected on our poorly researched episode. So we, we're going to try it now. So it is John Luigi. Luigi. 
Luigi Liguini. It's a me, it's a Luigi. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a great show lined up today. Um, we're going to do a movie review, get your thoughts. A brand new game for this episode called I'm a Mark, Get Me Out of Here. That sounds horrific. Absolutely I, horrific. I'm so excited. And it's done in a way that it works really well for audio. But also, if you're watching on YouTube, will be probably the funniest 10 minutes we've ever done as a segment of the show. I hate you so much right now. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit subscribe and comment on how fancy our new setup looks. Looks really swanky. I like it. Spiffing. Yes. Um, this week has been a long time coming. And the movies failed to get on the show several times. So I had to turn to Mark's arch nemesis, Eric, um, from Instagram. And he requested it on the show. Mark still was not happy with this and said, well, you've not even seen the movie. So Eric, with his own money, went and bought the DVD or bought the Blu-ray, had it shipped to his house and then sent a video to us of him watching this movie. So he has proof. Um, and a few short months later, here we are. So stop crawling around the web. This is the place to swing around. This will be an episode with some real bite. If you're easily squeamish, then please proceed with caution, especially if you're watching on YouTube. And I definitely advise against sticking around if you suffer with any kind of arachnophobia. The Jennings family has just moved to the small town of Canaima. Oh, Ross, smell that air. Oh, God. In search of a simpler life. Want to blow up a bullfrog? Okay. It's the perfect place. Goodbye crime, goodbye grime. Except for one pesty little problem. Come with me and look at the web. The web? I have a terrible fear of spiders. Come on, we live in the country now. It's time to work through this irrational, paralyzing terror. It's not irrational. <laughs> Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Jeff Daniels. Honey, we're in the living room. We need you to kill a spider. And John Goodman. Don't McClintock, infestation management. Ooh, that guy's just a spider. Would anybody object if I tore this floor out? I would. False alarm, then lead on. There's no spider here. Every so often in a little town somewhere, there is a health scare. There's a rumor going around that some kind of spider might have killed Sam Metcalf. Powerful. Spiders make convenient culprits. There's no spider here. I think one of your Venezuelan spiders hitched a ride here. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous. Dad, chill out. Just run. They oh! spread out from a central nest in a web-like pattern and dominate the entire area. When that happens, this town is dead. Better encourage my private stock. Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present Arachnophobia, Eight Legs, Two Fangs, and an Attitude. Perk off, Lloyd. If we find the spider that did this, you can arrest him. Arachnophobia, a thrillomedy. I hate how lighthearted that trailer makes his film. <laughs> it really is a lighthearted trailer. And the best bit is now we do the trailers on YouTube. So we put in the trailer in and I can see Mark. Mark's reaction, he was scratching his neck. He was getting all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm taking far too much pleasure in this. Um, 
the listeners score the movies. They've scored this a four out of five. Uh, Google has scored this a four out of five. And Letterboxd scored this a 3.2 out of five. If you've not seen it before, a large killer spider from South America um, catches a trip to California. A well-deserved vacation for the poor spider. Um, when he gets there, he's persecuted by a family uh, of an all-star cast, including Jeff Daniels, John Goodman, uh, Harley Jane Kosak, and the Julian Sands, who's sadly no longer with us. The question is, will our little spider friend make it through and survive this tor- torment, or will all of Mark's mates snuff him out? <laughs> They're not my mates. They're not, they're not your friends. Um, this is a spoiler-heavy show, and my co-host over at True Crime is now going to tell you just how spoiler-heavy this is. Okay, I'm going to explain this shit to you like you're five. Get your eyes checked. Read the damn episode title. I don't want to hear any bitching, any complaining about how, oh, there's spoilers. No, read it. If you've not seen it, do not listen. Okay, I'm going to explain this shit to you. And it looped. She was going to tell us twice. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's who's picking up any errors, we're using a brand new streaming and recording system today. So it's slightly temperamental. There may be some technical difficulties. Anyway, let's get into this movie because I can see Mark is itching to talk about it. <laughs> That's not a having a good time tonight. No. Um, this movie starts with some stunning aerial and landscape shots. I mean, borderline like Jurassic Park good, the opening yeah. of this movie. And I, and I think I even mentioned it on the Jurassic Park episode. I love this era of 90s filmmaking, especially within like the creature feature genre where it starts off in like some exotic forbidden location before another, inevitably ended up in a suburban setting. But yeah. You don't get you, you didn't get this back when I was a kid. You didn't have access to the internet, you didn't have Google. So you'd see all these amazing exotic landscapes. And the only way you'd usually see them was either if you was watching David Attenborough or you was watching movies like this that featured them at the beginning. And it just looks incredible. So much better than yeah. a green screen. Yeah, it really is. And like loads of the shots they've done again with helicopters, like they did in Jurassic Park, and it's like the big rolling mountain. It's it's stunning. The opening of this movie is incredible. Um, we're following a guy in a helicopter called Mr. Manley who arrives in the jungle uh, where he meets the scientist and the scientist explains to him they're going to go on a a hike uh, to an unexplored part of the jungle. Um, He's a bug expert and he likes to capture and document all types of bugs, especially spiders. I I love Mr. Manley. He's so like, right. He, Mr. Manley is borderline you at this point. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's so like, what? We need to walk into the jungle. What? There's spiders. Right. Okay. He's like, look, all you need to do is take photos. And I love when they walk in, like the guide takes them to a certain point and then the guide won't stop, won't go any further. And Mr. Manley's like, what's, what's the deal? He's like, yeah, this is as far as he'll go. And you see Mr. Manley, look at the guide, look at him and just say, well, if he lives here... And that's as far as he's going, then maybe we should stop. (laughs) Yeah, um, but he doesn't. Um, I love how they get the spiders and the bugs. They go down to the bottom of this like big cavern and they're getting spiders and bugs out of this tree. They set up these funnels on the floor 
and they have got the only way to describe it is like a diesel engine with a like leaf blower on the end and they just blow toxic fumes into the tree yeah so i, di- I didn't understand this i'm assuming this doesn't kill them obviously it's just like knocks them unconscious and they fall from yeah. the tree into the traps yeah yeah so, it, so it, it's the same it <laughs> yeah it's the same as if you went and sucked on your exhaust pipe for five minutes it would knock you out yeah surely that would kill you would it not i think it would eventually but i think a small dose would just make you pass out i, I don't know i've seen it. let us know <laughs> i don't think i'll do that um, do the research hear... for the podcast man yeah you hear all this, hey. the the bugs like fall in you see butterflies floating down and then all of a sudden you hear this massive thud and then another one as the spiders fall into the containers and then it's like oh that that's amazing and then he goes to look at it and it's alive he's like that should have killed it why is it not dead why is it why is it crawling around this glass tank well, that's what I mean. That's why I was confused about whether they were killing them or whether they yeah, were no, he them was... out. Because in this, yeah, thinking in this about it, he was killing it should be dead. Yeah, yeah so they were like, killing well, them. Surely if you're trying to study them and preserve them, you wouldn't want to kill them. It didn't well... make a lot of sense to me that. But anyway, yeah, and he drops down and he walks over, Mr. Man, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's dead. Don't worry, it's dead. And then he just jumps at him. And my, honestly, I was like, ah! I, <laughs> I literally screamed. <laughs> I didn't think it would have got me this early on. And it does like consecutively like three times in the space of five minutes in this opening scene. Yeah, and it's it, the spiders in this are a mixture of animatronic and real spiders. And where they use at least spiders, 98% real. Uh, they are. They are. So yeah. all of the ones in the containers and all the ones that you see throughout the main part of the movie, it's only the one at the very end, the giant one, the daddy one. That is a puppet. Yeah, there was like a couple of like bigger sort of looking tarantula ones in the barn early on. I was like, well, they're not the real spiders, but like the the it looked good anywhere. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're big. Good. Um, they decide they're going to take two alive and two dead to study, um, and they head back to the camp. So when Mister Manley got there, he's not been very well. He's suffering with a bit of a cold, and the next day the scientist goes, "Look, you go and have a lay down." Because you look like shit. And he goes and has a lay down in his bed. Oh, man. The spider dropping down and crawling up. And it's moving all his sheets on his leg. Oh. Mate. And then he lifts the sheet up. And it just sinks his teeth into his stomach. And just, ah, oh, And it's so graphic as well. I was like, I'm sure this is a kid's film. What is going on? It is. It's PG. You, Still a PG see, today. You, insane. And you see the, one of the biggest jump scares early on, just before we get to the tents, is... You see, like, I think this is, like, the daddy spider who's not being captured, and he's, like, scurrying around in the bushes, and he, like, jumps out of the bush onto the bag, and I was like, ah, fucking hell, what is happening here? (laughs) This has been the worst experience of my life, honestly. It's been horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He kills Mr. Manley. Mr. Manley dies, which I was quite disappointed. I like him as a character. I'd liked him to have got a little bit more screen time. He was all right. I mean, his death was cool, though. The way he, like, goes into that seizure and starts, yeah. like, bleeding out of his mouth and stuff. I was like, oh, holy fuck. That yeah, and then all they do is they go, oh, well, we'll box him up then and send him home. And they're boxing him up in like, this makeshift coffin, and there's a big hole in the side. You see the spider crawl in, and I'm going, why is there a big hole in the side? And then they stick it's... poles through the holes to pick it up. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. 
Yeah, because they assume he's died of his fever and not from the spider bite because nobody knows he's been bit by a spider. Yeah. Um, they, the spider takes a nice little hitchhike all the way back to California, where Mr. Manley comes from. Um, the coroner's office scene is amazing. So you get cool. the coroner. Like, oh, yeah, because he's on the phone. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid we're not going to be able to give you an open casket at the funeral. <laughs> he looks like he's been drained like a Ribena or something like that. I can't remember the exact phrase he used. Yeah, well, he, he starts off by saying, um, well, we, we can't do an open casket because the preservation techniques in the jungle are not the same as they are here. I think that's the politest way. And then the bloke pressures him. He's like, yeah, look, he's been sucked of all his blood. He's, he's like, you can't. We can put no. a photo on the coffin for you instead. And the practical effects look cool when you see the body. It looks like something out of the poltergeist. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, really good. And you see the spider crawl out of the hole and onto the it's floor. It's like 10 times bigger. It's huge. Um, I love the fact that when it comes into the hallway, there's a cat and a dog in the hallway. The dog goes out the cat flap. The cat goes out the cat flap. And when the spider goes out the cat flap, it's big enough to push the cat flap open. See, the thing about this as well is like it's so cleverly done because it's not you don't see the spider all the time. Like a lot of the times you just see uh, if you imagine a screen and then like on the corner of the screen, you'll see like the legs as it yeah. follows the camera. That was just insane. I was like, this is not cool for me at all. I think that gets me more seeing like the legs tingly wingling along than I think yeah. the actual seeing the actual spider itself. And also the POV spider cam. So when the yeah, spider's going cool. towards the animals and the animals have run away and it's almost like someone's stuck a GoPro on top of a tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers of spiders. <laughs> um, when the spider gets outside, it gets picked up by a crow and a crow flies away with it. And this is where I got a text from you. It's killed the crow. There's fucking legs everywhere. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was not enjoying it at all but the thing is as well about that particular scene i just didn't think too much of it but it comes no. completely full circle at the end i was like oh that's awesome like and this is a the thing they just don't make movies like this anymore in terms of writing and just overall execution it's so far out for a creature feature film that i just yeah. couldn't applaud it enough at this point the, the writing in this is fabulous. I mean, even down to yeah. the fact that when we start meeting all of these little bit part town characters, they've all got a backstory and we understand each character and each of their motivations because they've actually written just enough dialogue that we know this guy's an asshole. We know this couple are like this. And it's really, it, I can't applaud it for how well it is written. Yeah, and when I saw the runtime, I was like, fucking hell, an hour and 49 minutes for a spider movie. I was like, what is this? It's going to be a right drag. And it's not because of how well-developed everything is throughout. It's not, although obviously it is its primary focus, is a spider movie, but the the main focus of the subplot is this doctor coming to town and aptly named Dr. Death as people start dropping like flies around him. And it's it's really, really clever, really clever indeed. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, the crow hits the deck and it pans from the crow hitting the deck up and we meet the family as they move in. So you've got the dad who's Jeff Daniels, you've got the mum and then the two kids. Um, I love them. The, the, here we get the dialogue that they've moved from the city because they don't want that busy life. They want a relaxed life. And he's come here to be the new doctor and she's going to sell a bit of a 
photography art and they'll get by. Uh, I love when the little kid goes to get his baseball that's gone near the spider and he's just about to put his hand down by the spider and the dad's like, yeah, anyway, you need to go pick your room. And he moves his hand up as the spider rears its back legs up. There's loads of that in this movie. So much of it as well. It's one of the biggest compliments I have for it is how well done the tension building is throughout because it would be so easy in all of these scenes to just have an execution scene and have mm-hmm. the spider attack and have a bite, but it builds it up so well in such a way that you, you, you just automatically assume it's going to happen. And until right at the very last second, nine times out of 10, it never does. And again, with the yeah. score, the score that's combined with it, I think the score is from Trevor Jones. He hasn't done a lot of work in terms of musical scores throughout his career. I think he's done this, and he did a Last of the Mohicans cliffhanger and one other movie. But his score is phenomenal, apart from one particular element of his score, which I will get to when we get there. But okay. that combined with the with the building of the camera work and the, and the way that they proceed throughout these built scenes is just so clever. Really good. Really, really yeah. And I know people are going to be like, God, you absolutely love this film. No, I don't. I fucking hate this movie so much, but I can't help but appreciate how incredibly executed it is. I love this movie. Um, the kid, one of the kids finds a spider in the house and the dad's like, all right, you've got a spider. OK, and instantly calls his wife to deal with the spider. Is this what you're like? Yes. It is. OK, I, yeah. I, I was curious. Um, but the thing is, mine mom... to the extreme. If there was a spider in my house, I would call my wife and then I would leave the house immediately until the spider was dealt with. Wow. OK. Okay, that gives we've everyone gone to bed sometimes. Well, I think we've gone to bed sometimes on a night and there's been a spider in the room and I've just freaked out, man. Gone downstairs. I'm like, I'm not coming up until it's sorted. That, that, but she's she's cut... got a heart and she won't kill him. To me, I'm like, just stomp it, put it in the hoover. She does a whole glass and paper thing and then tips out the window. I'm like, don't do that. It might come back in. Yeah, see, this is the same as the mum in this. So the mum picks it up with a bit of tissue and they go and put it in the barn. Um I love the fact that the mum says, oh, you can't kill a spider first day in a new house. It's um, it's really bad luck. And then the dad plays this back later when they go to bed. <laughs> He's like, well, you've got to make love in a new house. It's bad luck if you don't. And she like, gives him a look. And then they start making love. And then it cuts to the spider. <sighs> so the big spider that's come from... Uh, South America has now met with the house spider they put in and they've got like this really delicate scene where they kind of like touch arms and you know that they're about to do it it's very odd it's giving me shivers thinking about it man Um, that (laughs) seems awful (laughs) it's such a weird tearing creepy legs everywhere Um, yeah it's weird it's weird and I never understood so the spider that comes in at the beginning that is the main spider yeah because yeah, we get they... towards the end, we get like a queen. So I'm assuming the one he's made love with there is the queen. Is the queen, yeah. And then he's the one that they call the general at the end, is it? Yeah, he's the, he's the general. She's the, the mother, basically. Queen. Yeah. Because all the other ones that they spawn, they later mention that they're asexual and don't reproduce. Yeah, that... And they're just sort of like drones, if they will. Yeah, they're, they're like effectively like worker ants. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. I'm with you. Um. The dad is set to take over the the town, like medical practice, the town doctors. Um, the old doctor in there, when he gets there, is like, oh, I've got some really good news for the town. He's like, what's that? He's like, I've decided not to retire. This bloke's like, oh, shit. 
I was so raged for Jeff Daniels in this moment. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe you would do that. This dude has picked up his entire house, his entire family and moved to this small community expecting to be the lead practitioner only for you to just change your mind at the last minute. I didn't like this dude throughout, to be honest with you. He's no, such an I, asshole. He gets his cab up and so, which is, is great. Um, yeah. Outside, he meets his first patient who saves him from the biggest most petulant child of a police officer I've ever seen in any movie. Oh, God, yeah. That is the definition of someone who just loves to wear a badge. Yeah, so he's given him a parking ticket because he's been there for like one minute too late. And this old lady comes out and is like, like, grabs the ticket, tears it up. Like, Don't pay any attention to him. He was a bully. He's always been a bully. He was a bully at school. And he's like, yeah, well, I've had a bit of a bad day. I've got here. I now have no patience. She's like, you have one? And then yes. gets in the car, and I was like, "I like you. You're a sweet little old lady." She reminded me of uh, Janet Lee in Halloween H2O. I was like, "Oh, you're cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, in fact, very much so. Um, he goes to see his first patient, and this is where we discover the existing doctor is useless. He's given her blood pressure pills that she doesn't need, and he's just kind of like very, very old school. He knows best. Um, so the dad takes her off the pills. Like you, you don't need these. Um, he basically says they have a conversation about the doctor's a bit of an arsehole. How did he get so many patients? It's like, oh, that was easy. He just threw a party. If he was good at public relations as he is at being a, if he was as good a doctor as he is at public relations, he'd be the surgeon general. It's like, oh, okay. He's that yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and she says, look, we'll throw you a party when the nights get cooler and it'll be fine. You'll get loads of patients. Don't panic. Um, when he gets home, this is where the mum goes, there is a big web in the barn and you need to go and look. Now, you are, it's been documented so many times on this podcast, you are the man <laughs> who would have to go look. Would you go look or would you go no? I would go and look, but I would, I would be treading with extreme caution and I would probably be suited up as well. I'm talking like one of those bee hunter suits. Said gaffer tape around all the sleeves as if I was going into some sort of nuclear fallout. But you would still go and investigate? I would look from a distance, but right, I wouldn't okay. go up the ladder like Jeff Daniels does in this. No, so he goes in, and as he's going in, he's explaining that he basically explains his, th his fear. Like when he was a kid, he was two, he remembers a spider crawled on his leg and he froze and it climbed all the way up his belly and over his face and he couldn't do anything. And that's where his fear comes from. And I love her reply. She's like, well, just think of this as like a type of therapy. We're making you face your fears, which is very similar to our game later on today. I hate you. <laughs> and I hated this um, conversation as well, where she's trying to explain to him that it's an irrational fear. But only somebody yeah. who doesn't have the fear would say something like that. I agree. I agree. And I understand that it is a real fear. And hey, I'm scared of guinea pigs. What the fuck can I say? That's the weirdest fucking thing ever, man. <laughs> uh, you, you, you I get say it. That. I mean, I wouldn't want to hold yeah. one, but I mean, to be actually terrified of seeing one. Like, uh, if I showed you a picture of a guinea pig now, would you like freak out and be like, no, no get that I, away I, from me? I wouldn't freak out. It's actually the animal itself. It's the noise they make. It's the way they move. It's like they do this weird chomping thing with it. I just don't. I got bitten by one as a kid 
And then after it bit me and I got like my hand out of its mouth, it like run around its little pen, making like a piggy squealing noise. And that haunts me to this day. <laughs> like if we go to a pet shop and they've got guinea pigs, I can't go look. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. That makes me feel it's... a little bit better about mine now, knowing how ridiculous yours is. Yeah. Uh, the barn. Holy shit. I am cool with spiders. Like I have no issue. Like where I record is riddled with spiders. I've got open beams above me. They're fucking everywhere. They don't bother me at all. I would think twice about climbing up that ladder. And Jeff Daniels acting here, showing that fear is so good. So believable. Amazing. And I just want to give credit to the dude because his performance in this movie throughout is just phenomenal. And I think he's so underrated due to his more slapstick roles that he's done in the past such as dumb and dumber and things like that and i felt like those movies kind of destroyed his capabilities really and pigeonholed him for quite a long period of time because he showed, yeah. shows such range throughout this entire movie he is leading man quality in this and he looks great yeah. as well he looks fantastic yeah. i was like holy shit that is never the same dude in dumb and dumber yeah, no, he's amazing. And he also does, he done a series uh, called, the, I think it was called The Newsroom, where he plays a news anchor. And that is phenomenal as well. He's such a good actor. Yeah, brilliant. I haven't seen such so underrated. I am aware of it. Very, very good. Um, the ladder breaks and he loses his shit as stuff falls on him. And like, it's like things fall on him. He falls on the floor. His wife tries picking him up. There's cobwebs all over him. And as it pans back, you see like this sack of alien of uh, spider eggs hatching. Honestly, scarier than the eggs in Alien. Did they come out at this point? I can't remember. I was wincing loads, and I didn't really. No, it, it was kind of just like pulsing, just like, like it's pulsing. about. Yeah, like it's about to go. Uh, we cut to the garden party, and this is where we meet the grandmother from Happy Gilmore, who's the Doctor's wife. I smiled. I recognized that. I was like, is that like a knockoff Lynn Shea? The same way we get knockoff Meat Love later on. I couldn't, I thought, and I, I knew I remembered her face, but I'm not a big Gilmore Girls fan. Not Gilmore Girls, Happy Gilmore, sorry. Yeah, no, she's the grandmother from Happy Gilmore, which made me smile. I was like, oh, it's you. I've seen you in one other movie. Um, <laughs> the cutting back and forth from the party to the spiders is great. So it cuts from the party to the spiders. You see them hatch back to the party back to the spiders as they're kind of like working their way out from the barn and then they're at the party and like there's one that walks across the table under a cup and makes a cup move across the table and it's like oh i don't like this i really I, I, i'm cool with spiders and i don't like this um no. now the party was held by the neighbors the the lady neighbor it's held at her house and in this party we get to meet all of the other characters and it's done so well yeah. like it's it's the the doctor and his wife meeting these other people so you meet the coach of the school and his family you meet the uh, coroner and his wife and it is just so neatly done that in five minutes i've met all of the characters they've had enough of a conversation and shown enough of their personality that i know who these people are and what they're like yeah, you even get to meet Mr. Man's mum and dad who are dealing with the loss of their son and she's drinking heavily at the party and then that opens conversations for the coroner and Daniel, uh, Jeff Daniels, which then lets him know what had happened to him prior 
so he knows what's happened to him coming back from his trip in South America and it just it brings everything all together just neatly chugging along and tying everything together as it goes it's, it's brilliant brilliant yeah really good um after the party the um, really nice neighbor settles down for for the evening uh, she kisses the photo of her dead husband sits on the sofa for a little while and then she reaches her hand up to turn the light off and as she does you've already seen a spider come into her house and as she reaches her hand up you've got the silhouette of the spider in the lampshade and that it drops horrible. down it drop like oh, i was expecting her to put her hand up into the light to get the switch and then it bites her just go, yeah just go ow but it doesn't no it does a full like spider-man drop and then bites her hand when it's about two foot away from the lamp and it's like oh and she's such a sweet lady as well she didn't deserve to go out first and um this whole scene as you see it walk through the front door and then around the house and across the wall and then up the lamp and i'm like oh this is just horrible absolutely horrible because you know what's is- going to happen to her yeah, and they build it so well, and they do it with all of the spider kills in this. They build it by showing you the spiders here. And we're going to show you it move to there, and we'll show you it move to there. And we're going to show you the person simultaneously getting closer to this spider, so you know it's coming. But we're going to drag this out for 15 minutes, so you are... And they do. Yeah, they really do. Uh, she gets bit and she's dead. It's as simple as that. Uh, the dad is working downstairs in his wine cellar, um, and he's he's using a nail gun and the nails go straight through the floor because he's got woodworm or termites. Um, oh, and his wife says she's going to call the exterminator. Um, the wife also mentions she can't get hold of the neighbor and the dad goes over to see what's going on. Um, yeah, he declares he gets there and finds her dead. Um, the doctor, the asshole doctor from the town, declares it as a heart attack due to high blood pressure. And this yep. is where the dad steps in and goes, no, she hasn't got high blood pressure. I took her off those pills. And the doctor goes full on like, I'm going to get a medical inquiry launched. I'm going to get you struck off. You're a bad doctor. You killed this little sweet old lady. You're like, oh, man, you're such an asshole. Yeah. And he's trying to follow it by the book. And he's like, look, we need to do an autopsy because she is a perfect health. This should not have happened to her. And most people who have heart attacks don't bite their tongue off. So he knows she's had a seizure. Um. But the doctor's like, no, no, we don't do that here. We respect the people of this town. That is just insane to think that we would put her through that and her family through that by providing an autopsy. I'm like, you dick, man, just follow procedure. Like, you can't just jump to conclusions to keep the peace. This woman has died of unknown causes, and you're just making everything just fit together nicely to suit your narrative. Yeah, it's really, really backwards. Really backwards. It's like, yeah, it's bizarre. We cut to the funeral, and this is where we get a quick scene where the coach says, I'll sort you out with some work. Don't worry. And then from there, the exterminator has arrived. John Goodman is a fucking legend. He is so good in this role. I cannot tell you how much he makes me smile every time he's on screen. He is phenomenal in this movie, and he is so effortless in the way he plays it as well. Like His comedic timing is just flawless. And it's done as if it's nonchalant and he just didn't even mean to do it. But it's just perfect. I laughed so hard every time he was on screen. Yeah. And like he's go, he's doing the examination of the house and he's like, so um, how would you feel about taking this whole floor out? She's like, uh, no. He's like, OK, nah, false alarm. Move on. Lead on. <laughs> just don't worry. 
And it, it like there's loads of bits like that, and he's like, "You don't have a spider problem. Uh, you don't have a um, a termite problem." She's like, "Well, what is it? Problem? <laughs> it's bad wood." And she's like, "What do we do about that?" He's like, "Take out the bad wood, put in good wood." <laughs> <laughs> just so dry it's perfect it but i want to circle so back to what i was talking about with the soundtrack earlier and um this is my issue is john goodman's musical cues it doesn't happen constantly but it is for the first maybe third two-thirds of the movie every time he comes on screen he gets the like clown car. <laughs> yeah it's like the clown car stuff like you get in halloween five and it's like it's like comedic 80s sitcom intro music and it just feels so tonally off to me. I just didn't get it. I just didn't fit right. I understood I... what they were trying to achieve with it, but it was, and and it could have been done in a much subtler way. It was just so in your face. I was like, ah, oh, this is just a little bit forced. Yeah, I quite liked it. Like as soon as that music started, like the first time I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit jarring. But when it come the next time, I instantly mm. smiled because they started that music before he's on screen. And for me, I'm like, John Goodman's about to be on screen. This is great. It's almost like a precursor that I'm going to get some funny lines. The thing is, though, he's just so good in his own right. I didn't feel like he needed it. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I know that Steven Spielberg was insistent it had to be him. There was no question. It had to be this him. This is another thing as well. Even though this doesn't have Steven Spielberg's name attached to it or even in a producing role, Hit is just littered with Steven Spielberg aesthetics throughout. But if you do a bit of digging into the director, I think his name is, I do have it here in my notes, if you bear with me. His name is Frank Marshall. Frank Marshall. Yeah. So him and his wife created Amberlin Entertainment Yeah. Um, with Steven Spielberg. So the director and his wife made Amblin Entertainment with Steven Spielberg. Those two collaborated together. Frank Marshall as well, he hasn't done many films. I think he's done about four films in his entire career. But he is like the president of Lucasfilms now. He oversees everything in, in Star yeah. Wars world. The, the thing is that anything done in the 80s, around the eight, late 80s, early 90s, around this time, that Steven Spielberg was kind of attached to, it's a little bit like the Poltergeist. It's like, that's, that's a Tobe Hooper film. But 100%, yeah. Tobe Hooper just sat next to him and took notes. And I get that vibe from this as well. But the more films I watch from this era, the more I realise that there is a proper rat pack in Hollywood at this time. And it was George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and like a few others. Yeah. And like they just made everything. Even though they didn't put their name to it, they controlled everything in Hollywood around this sort of time with these types yeah. of movies and this sort of Bring them back. horror, horror family-friendly kind of movies. They just did them all even though they yeah. didn't put their name on them. But bring it, bring bring them back. Let them do that again, because they do it very, very well. Um, the guy who offered the dad work at the um, at the funeral uh, was the coach. And the work he offered was to do the cough and drop test on the, the football team. Uh, I've never understood this. I've never had to go through it or had the cough and drop test done to me. What is the purpose of a cough and drop? It's not something I don't think they do it in this country unless you go to the doctors, and it's, it's basically like the army and when they like the like platoon platoon and stuff like that. They they do it in films like that. And yeah, I, it's I've to check your testicles have dropped and there's no problems. Right, in case one's hanging lower than the other. Oh, in case one hasn't come down or whatever. But yeah, that's what it's for. I feel like you would notice. 
I don't yeah, feel like would... the cough and drop test is necessary for a doctor to cup and cough for you. To no, make. I. Well, Does it involve it... actual cupping and holding? Yeah, so they the doctor cups your balls and then you right. cough. And when you cough, like if you ever cough like with no clothes on, you'll notice your testicles move. Yes, they kind of go yeah. up like a slinky. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, because we all know our testicles are linked to our coughing. Um, so, yeah, basically he holds it, and if you cough and they don't move or they go up to I, I don't know the full science to it, but it's something to do with when you cough, your testicles do something, and if they don't do the right thing, the doctor will then help you with some sort of treatment. Right, okay. It sounds a little bit... It's, it's a, to me, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, it sounds very, very Epstein Islandy. <laughs> um, we watched the football practice, and this, this is the scene. If there's any scene in this that freaked me out, this is the scene. We see the coach makes a sub, and he picks up his helmet. And just before he picks up his helmet, a spider crawls in it, and he puts on his helmet, goes into a play. He gets absolutely demolished. But we know the spider's in his helmet and the spider bit him. This is the one, like, I am one that will check shoes and hats before I put them on. Yeah, always. Not because I'm... Yeah, not because I'm worried about being bitten, more because I just don't want a spider, like, dangling down my face or, like, I don't want to squash it more than anything else. But, yeah, this is... Uh, It's not nice. But, again, with this one as well, the scene in the helmet, you get the full journey of the spider as it comes down the bleachers and under the table and it nearly gets the girl and then it goes near Jeff Daniels and then eventually it goes into the hat. And the whole time it could have nearly killed three people on its journey. Yeah. And it's just so tense all the way through. Yeah, and, and it kills him. Again, the, these spiders are super, super, super deadly. Um, the dad's on hand, but there's, there's nothing he can do. And we get another funeral. There's two funerals in this movie. Um, and... This is where after the funeral we find out from his kids that the other kids in town have called him Dot to Death. Yes. That is not what you want if you're going to be coming in to be the new Doctor. No. No, it's not a great reputation to have to start with, is it? No. Um, it's fine, though, because we now cut to the arsehole Doctor's house who is walking on a treadmill complaining about the new Doctor. And I love the fact his wife calls him on the fact that are you sure it's just that you just don't like him? And he's yeah. like, no, it's got nothing to do with that. He's just a, a just a bad doctor, and it's purely it's jealousy is all it is. Yeah. This is a young doctor who's coming in and he doesn't like it. Um, no, the spider yeah, they make a point of explaining that he's more educated and he's been to Yale and all the rest of it compared to the other doctor who's just a local town doctor. Yeah, the the other doctor who's I don't know was a vet before or something stupid. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not the doctor I would want if I was sick. No, no, definitely not. This is my favourite spider journey. You talk about the spider journeys. This is my favourite, where it comes down the wall, across the floor, and into his slipper. It, he it's... nearly gets away as well. Yeah, he does. He's not going to put. His... Yeah, his wife's like, no, no, he's like, I've got to go to the toilet. No, put your slippers on. It's cold. You'll catch a chill. And he puts his foot in the slipper, gets instantly bitten, and then he basically he's screaming at his wife, call call the doctor. The doctor, the other doctor now, Jeff Daniels, is now good enough. Call call him now. Um, and he starts having a seizure. I like the fact that his, his was prolonged as well. Usually most of the times they get bitten and they die 
within seconds he had time to inspect it and look at it and be like oh shit and fall over and have a conversation with his wife it was it was cool yeah i i i like the fact that they killed him and i like the fact that yeah and i like the fact they gave him a prolonged death for that exact reason (laughs) that they knew everyone hates him yeah um when the dad gets there, the basically he's already dead. The police are on the scene, and the dad orders an autopsy. Um, the results of this are it was a spider bite because there was an unknown toxin in his blood. And this Before is where we the... go further. I just need to pull you back a minute because we get to the doctor's room. Who is the who is the dude? Who is the dude who actually looks like a sheriff? Because we've got the sheriff who was giving the parking tickets early on, but then we get this new dude come in, and he's on the doctor's side, and he's like, "Look." This is just a case of a heart attack. You're the guy I get who doesn't the... take no from anybody, but I'm willing to back you on this. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I get the feeling he's like a town mayor is kind of the vibe I get from him because later on he's got his own little office and that's kind of, I think he's a mayor of some description. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's cool. I quite like, I quite like his character. Um, the dad orders for the other two bodies to be exhumed. And, uh, yeah, because that would make perfect sense. Like he's a mayor because he had to get permission from him in order to do the ex. ex- what is the the word? Exhumation. Exhumation. Yeah. I would never have got there with that on my own. <laughs> I, I, sh- I wish I'd known that. I'd have let you go for a while. <laughs> um, I, I, the, the the police officers like, no, we're not going to dig up those bodies. Like, this starts a trend now where the the mayor just keeps turning around to the policeman and going, shut up. Yeah. And then everyone else from this point on just walks all over him as well. Yeah. Shut up and do as you're told is the new line. Every time this policeman talks, shut up and do as you're told. (laughs) Uh, The dad is becoming a paranoid wreck about spiders. Like he's checking cupboards and like everything he's doing. He's like, is there a spider? His daughter's going for a sleepover. And he's like, look, you can't go. If you go, you need to look out for spiders the spider that turns up at the sleepover and drops down onto the doll. I was adamant it was going to get one of these kids and then they get called for a snack and she like flicks the book and it squishes the spider. Oh, and then she stomps on it for good measure on the way out. I was like, yeah, get that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The dad calls the scientist the following day because he's been doing some research. I don't know how he'd done this in 1990. We had no internet. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm, I'm assuming he got some books, read some National Geographic, and found out this was like the Spider Guy. Or did he? Did he? Does he work out at this point that this is the guy who the photographer no. has been with? No, he hasn't worked that out yet. That's a little bit later. Um, but oh, he right. okay, he finds out that Julian Sands, who we saw at the beginning, he knows he's a spider expert, and he calls him for help. Uh, Julian Sands like. Look, no, there's there's loads of little towns that get these little outbreaks of a weird virus and spiders quite often get blamed. Uh, long and short of it, I'll send my spot of my assistant down to you. The yeah. assistant is so squeamish and such a weird character. I didn't get him at all. I loved him. I thought he was great. I really liked him because you can tell he's like he plays the character well of being the understudy and being out of his depth with it, but wanting to learn and is curious. I really liked him in this. 
Yeah, really squeamish around the body. So, like, they find the first spider bite, then they find a bite on the second one, then they find a bite on the first one. And they call the scientist. He's like, well, if you can get me a live specimen, I'm on my way. I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. But if you can get me a live specimen, this will speed up the whole process. And this leads them into, like, a game of hide-and-seek where they go to his neighbor's house and look for a spider. This scene is the most tension-filled scene in the movie by miles for me. Yeah, this is the best one for me when we're talking about build-up towards finding a spider. And I, I'm assuming you're going to go to the same place as me as with this, but it's the one with the cups mm. on their rack. So they have about 10 cups hanging on a rack like you do in a kitchen. And the sheriff is slowly tipping them one at a time, just rocking them back and forth to check if there's a spider in the cup. And I tell you now, I was like, it's going to jump. It's going to yeah. jump at the screen. I'm going to fall off my chair. And this is going to be the worst thing in the world. And again, it just builds it and builds it and builds it until then eventually nothing happens. But man, it was it was awful. It was awful to sit through it. Yeah. And when we do get the spider reveal, the spider reveals great. So the cop has stolen like a box of cereal and he's just like shoveling handfuls in his mouth. And then he pulls out a dead spider from the box it's like, oh, that's not good. And then yeah. you get Jeff Daniels and the assistant. There's a live spider on the table. And Jeff that's Daniels right. is frozen to the wall. And as the assistant's moving, the spider's mimicking him, like waiting to jump. And he's like, you need to move so I can get it. And Jeff Daniels is like, uh, I don't think I can. <laughs> Would you be able to move I... in this scenario? No, because I don't. I don't know this dude well enough to know how quick his reactions are. I would have just been out of the room. I'm like, sorry, dude, you're on your own with this. You'd have left him to die. I would have left him to die. I don't know this guy. We found a movie where Mark's hero complex has been broken, and he no longer wants to save people. He no longer wants to go investigate. This is the movie that done it, <laughs> and it's a PG. Oh man! But the thing is, you just wouldn't. You just wouldn't. I, 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 he stood there with a glass, ready to trap the spider on the table. And as you say, it's mimicking his movement, so he needs Jeff Daniels to step forward in order to cause a distraction, so he can trap it. Yeah, these spiders are fast as fuck, man. They they are rapid movements, and they can jump like very very way. far. Yeah, very long way, and it is terrifying. And he and I, I just don't think I trust him enough to catch it. No, I'm pretty sure I'd go with the tried and tested method of something heavy on the back of its head. Yeah, but they need they need um, they need a live yeah, specimen. That's the scientist problem for when he arrives tomorrow. I wouldn't have even gone <laughs> looking for the spider. Um, we cut from here. They catch the spider. Um, we cut from here to the spider in the shower and the spider in the toilet, which is a double tension building scene, which is so well done. There's a spider that's crawling into the shower with the coach's daughter. And there's one that you see climb into the toilet when the coach goes to go to the toilet. The girl screams. Just to be clear, which... they're in separate bathrooms here. He's yeah, not yeah. using the toilet while his daughter's in the shower. <laughs> no, they're in separate bathrooms. Uh, the girl screams. The dad gets off the toilet, which avoids his spider bite. And then when he gets in there, the spider's gone down the drain. And the way oh, that climbed down the drain. Goes on, yeah, all the way down her chest and down her leg and on her foot and... On her face, on her face, it falls off the shower head onto her face. I'm like, and she's just washing her hair, thinking it's just water running down her face. I'm like, holy shit, man, that's a spider on your face. Yeah, 
I would be okay if a spider fell on me in the shower, I think. Dude, you're a lunatic. Yeah. I would, if, that if, bathroom would be destroyed. I would have fallen through. I'd have pulled the shower curtain off. I'd have been smashing things to pieces to escape. In a wet, slippery mess trying to get out the room. <laughs> yeah. It, if a guinea pig fell on me in the shower, exactly the same. <laughs> in what situation could that ever happen? I, I need... Uh, our, our next horror movie needs to be a guinea pig horror movie because the fear would be real. I've I've searched high and low. This is something that I'm putting out there now as a request. If somebody can find me a horror movie that features a guinea pig, I found one, but it was just like a test guinea pig, and then they turned it into a zombie, and it was like this zombie guinea pig hybrid. It's like a yeah. French film, and it doesn't look anything like a guinea pig for like 90% of the movie, so I was like, that's not really going to cut it. So if anybody yeah. can find a genuine horror movie with a killing and a guinea pig, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and if no one does, I will make one in 2026. You heard it here first. <laughs> there is no way you have the capabilities to do that. You wouldn't be able to get any guinea pigs on set to be able to do it. <laughs> well, I, I would. I just wouldn't be able to go near them. I would not star in it. I'd direct it. That's how that would work. Um <laughs> The Exterminator's called to the coach's house. John Goodman makes this movie. He's like, he's checking the bathroom and he puts his hand underneath the toilet and he like pushes the spider out of his way with his hand. He's like, there's no spider here. So deadpan. He's like, it's definitely not a spider. And then when he goes outside, there's a spider on the deck him. And you can see like the joy in his face is like, I get to use my poison spray and he pulls it out like the Terminator pulling out a gun and sprays it. And the spider gets up and he's like, takes a real like, angry step forward and sprays it harder. And it gets up again. And then he crushes it with his boot. And then he hits us with the line. Yeah, that's right. I'm bad. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so, not his best so... line. Not his best uh, it, line in the movie, but it was fantastic when he executed it like he did. Ah, <clears throat> uh, and like the fact that he is an exterminator and this spider just got up, you could see like the anger on his face, like, how dare you? I sprayed you, you're dead now. <laughs> uh, the scientists arrive, and this is where the dad works out that he is basically he's the guy from uh, South America, who the Mr. Manly died, and he's like, I think one of your spiders hitched a ride back with Mr. Manly, and they test the venom. So they've got this spider, and they've kind of like splayed it open, and they test the venom. It's got no sex organs, and this is where he's like, Well, I think what's happened is the big spider's mated with a house spider. They take some big leaps in log logic here. The big spider yeah, mated with a house spider. All of the other spiders are just worker spiders, and yeah, they're, they're all dying because they don't live very long. So if you find the main spider and kill the main spider and destroy the nest, all the spiders will die. Yeah. If you don't and do again, that... Like they do that thing where they build it up throughout where there's like no crickets anywhere. and you, So they're just simple throwaway lines early on, like, oh, we can't hear any crickets. And this is where we find out that the spiders are just going out and wiping out all the insects in the in the area. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, if you don't find the nest, these are going to spread out to this town, and this town is dead. The next town, that town is dead, and the next town, and this will go on until that nest is destroyed. And they make the leap that the first place they saw the spider was at the coroner's office, 
therefore the nest must be there. And we cut to the coroner and his wife sitting down to watch um, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. And he pours the popcorn into this big, clear glass bowl and a spider gets in with it. This is the worst scene where he's putting his hand in and like you can see the spider. It's a real spider in that bowl. You see as he moves the popcorn, the spider moves. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, horrible, 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 horrible. <clears throat> I couldn't work out whether the spider had been in the microwave with the popcorn or it just snuck into the bowl. No, it snuck into the bowl. You watch as you see it sneak into the bowl after he puts the bowl on the side, turns around to get his drinks out of the fridge. And then when he turns back, the spider's in the, the bottom of the bowl, chilling out in a right. bit of popcorn. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, they can withstand microwaves? What is going on with these creatures? <laughs> um, the scientist sends a, the cop, basically he's left with the cop, and he's like, look, go and round up the others, because I'm pretty sure it's at the barn. And he worked this out, because as he's walking through the police station, there's a photograph on the wall that the doctor's wife had taken, and it is of a big spider's web. And he's like, that looks very similar to the one in South America. It's, it's in the barn. Really funny, I really laughed in this scene because you don't see the spiderweb photo. You just see the photo of the barn. Yeah. And he's like going on. He's like, where is this place? I need to know where this place is. I'm like, dude, you are not that intelligent that you've seen a random photo of a barn and you know that that's where it's nesting in this town. And then the camera pans out and you see the spiderweb photo that she took earlier on. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, but, but I was for like a... genuinely going to call it out in that time. I was like, no, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this film. <laughs> and the thing is, for a brief moment, for these like two minutes here, he becomes Halloween 5 Dr. Loomis levels of crazy. Yes. Like, I love smashing... Julian Sands in this. He's so good. Uh, Julian Sands was an incredible actor. Such a tragic loss that he, he died. It was last year he died, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I think. I, how long did he go? He was missing for about six months before they found him. I think. Yeah, yeah. Tragic. Really, really sad. Um, the scientist goes to the barn, so he gets dropped off at the barn. He climbs up the ladder, and he's admiring the web, and he twangs the web, and as soon as he twanged it, I was like, "You twat! What did you do that for?" <laughs> yeah, just playing with your food. And this massive spider just leaps out of him. And we cut to the rest of the people who've now realised it's in the barn themselves. Um, and they're being taken there by the exterminator. So you've got the exterminator, the assistant and uh, the dad. I love this scene, or these next couple of scenes so much. So you get the exterminator like tools up and goes and starts like into the barn. And he finds the scientist's body. Can't yeah. find the spider because the spider crawled out next to him as he went in. Again, brilliant bit of writing. He walks yeah. in, he's looking up at the web, and the spider like almost crawls through his legs. <laughs> uh, the dad goes indoors to get his family out, and there are spiders everywhere. This like, is my worst nightmare. I when I saw this, I thought this would be like this is something that would wake you up in cold sweats. Yeah, yeah, this is this is nightmare fuel to me. And although <clears throat> I must admit, it didn't really bother me as much as some of the stuff prior, where you had the individual spiders like self assassins creeping about. The mass of them, I don't know why. I just didn't really feel that uncomfortable with it. I don't know whether it was just. I don't know what it was, but it didn't seem to bother me as much as the stuff prior to it and a few scenes later on that we'll get to. Um, 
but as horrifying as it was, I think because it was so action fueled and there was so much going on, it was hard to be sort of enticed by 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 what was actually going on. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, there's some good, real good horror elements in here. So they run to the front door, and as they get to the front door, there's like spiders drop down on webs in front of the door. So they can't go out the front door. So they run upstairs as like, that is the perfect use of a horror trope. There yeah. is a genuine reason you can't go out that door. Uh, they get up into the bathroom and they get trapped and the spiders trying to come under the door and oh, they're coming through, like trying to, like, you can see them like trying to force the handle out to crawl through the handle. Insane. Like, how do they even do that? Like, coming together as an army is like blowing door handles off to break through to get to these people like this is what i mean how can you possibly not be terrified of these things because they're in a movie yeah i still believe they do this i strongly believe this is possible for spiders to do this i i do as well thankfully we don't have that sort of venomous spiders in this country um everyone climbs out the window apart from the dad who gets trapped inside and when he got trapped inside even i went Oh, you poor man. I actually felt really sorry for him. The only person who's got a fear of spiders is now trapped inside. Uh, we cut out to the exterminator, who is now fully tooled up. He's pulled out his special yep. brew, own brand like acid, and he's got like a hard hat on and big gloves. And when he starts spraying them, he's like, they're melting now. There's no surviving anymore. No, he's upgraded his formula and he is ready to kick ass. He even says his best line, and it doesn't sound like much when you repeat it. He's like, rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like much, but in the moment, it's fucking flawless. <laughs> really good. Um, the dad is trying to make his way across the stairs, and they're everywhere, and he falls over the banister through his rotten wood floor at the bottom. Again, brilliant writing. Didn't see yep. this coming. And he lands in the basement. And this is where he discovers the egg sac is actually in what was going to be his wine cellar. The big spider in here is incredible. And it is Michael Myers level stalking the dad. Even the camera shots is like, you see it, like he'll see it, like a glimpse of it pop out and then it'll disappear. Then it cuts to spider cam as the spider's like looking where he is. It's so good. So well shot. So this is the queen spider he deals with first, isn't it? Yeah. So this is the one um, that's come from South America, I think. Oh no, no, it's not. No, it's no. not. This is a house spider that's been sexually assaulted. Yes, this is this is this, this is the poor sexually assaulted house spider. Um, this spider is actually a real spider as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a real spider. I'll talk about it in facts, but this this first big spider you see that is a real spider, and that is the real size of it. And Jeff Daniels was just letting it crawl around near him. No, no, no. No, it's it's. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. He tries to kill it with a shovel, and he swings for it, and then he can't see it. It being on the actual shovel was absolute genius. Mm. And then he ends up. He flings it into the electrical box, um, and it basically cremates the oh. spider. Um, but the huge daddy spider arrives now, and oh, th this is so good. The big spider arrives, and Jeff Daniels like trips and ends up crushed. And this spider is like slowly walking in on him, like, I'm going to kill you. 
and Jeff Daniels can't do anything. And I'm sat here going, how is this a PG? How? How is anything in this a PG? This is a straight up R-rated horror movie throughout. It's horrible. Uh, and he's, th- he's throwing, he collects really expensive wine and he's launching like $300 bottles of wine at this spider to try and get rid of it. Um, and then when he gets free, he picks up a spray can and a lighter, which we've all done as a kid. Yes. Homemade flamethrower. Um, he's like torching everywhere and the spider's vanished and it's up on the pipes above him and he can hear it's so big you can hear its feet hitting the pipes and he knows it's coming easy talking about it it's horrible but he knows it's coming down one of the pipes and like he stood there waiting to like blast it and it jumps out and he falls over and then he freezes and you get that the call back to his story where this spider casually crawls on his foot and up his leg and it climbs onto like a wooden plank that's on his chest and as it climbs on that he just fucking whacks the wooden plank and sends this spider flying so brave man so brave i have to commend him for that i don't think in that situation because he's clearly thought out he's like i'll wait till it gets to the plank and then i'll just catapult it off i could not let that get that far up me no no like, even if it was anywhere near my foot i'd be kicking and screaming and Probably crying quite a lot. <laughs> um, he flicks it into the fire. And this is where we get on fire spider attack for one last scare. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of like leaps out. It's it's almost like a Freddy Krueger fully torched, like running at him. And he shoots it with a nail gun to kill it. John Goodman arrives. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad's like... That's like, oh, I think we got him a jogger. was like, yeah, no need to thank me. Got a great job yeah, here. Yeah, he's taking all the credit. <laughs> um, the closing shot of the movie is the family are now living back in the city. And honestly, I don't blame them. Um, they've saved a bottle of the wine too, and they're drinking that. And then there's a little bit of an earthquake tremor. I love the way that like the dad palms this off. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it's nothing. That wouldn't have even registered on the Richter scale. He's like, yeah. should we check the kids? And they're like, yeah. And it's and then quite as a he... big earthquake. It's clearly a big earthquake. And they're doing this as if to say, yeah, I would rather this than spiders. Yeah. And then he goes to check the kids. And there's an even bigger, like, tremble. And then the credits roll. I want the earthquake movie sequel. I honestly thought that there would have been a spider coming out of one of the moving boxes. I thought that's what they were going to set up. And then we'd have like arachnophobia in the city, but it didn't go there. And I have to give it credit for not doing that. Yeah, this 100% is a one and done. They had no intention yeah. of going with this again, which, again, something that doesn't happen now. Everyone wants to make a franchise. Yeah. Which is sad. Anyway, we're going to take a, a quick break. Hey guys, after this episode, why not head over to yourunpodcast.com and check out You Run Podcast Network member Pop Culture Reflections Podcast. Whether you like movies, professional wrestling, or anything from the 80s, 90s, or beyond that is pop culture, they will cover it. So why not head over to yourunpodcast.com and reflect on the decades that made us and brought us to where we are today. Right, we're back. It is time. Three-word review. Very nice. Three-word reviews is still my favourite thing we've ever done. And we've got a scattering kind of from all social media with a mixed bag of opinions. Some people 
share your love of this movie. Other people share mine. Uh, we've got Dissect That Film from X. Uh, so we'll start with X. Creepy Crawly Fun, and they're a movie podcast. Patio Lantern 22, lots of spiders, and they're a horror and video game fan who loves Michael Myers. Uh, over on Threads, uh, we've got M McTire 1, Your Worst Nightmare, and they're the author of the Falcon Ridge series of books. Uh, Nightmare, shitload of spiders, and they're an amateur writer and professional chef. Uh, over on TikTok, we've got Hannah Under the Moon. No, thank you. Simple. Uh, they're a mixed fan account. Uh, we got Scary Larry, who everyone knows as Chunky Larry, been on the show. Uh, Miss Julian Sands. I agree. Mm. Yeah, very much. I don't much know so. a great deal about his filmography, I'll be honest with you. I know he was like the warlock in like all three, maybe four warlock movies. But I know he did quite a lot of British period piece movies and stuff like that. But I don't remember him from a great deal of stuff that I would know within horror. He, he's one of those actors that whenever you see him, you know who he is and every single time he's really good, but he always plays like a character to the side. So to remember his filmography is quite difficult because he's, he's never the main guy. Is he in Harry Potter? I have a feeling he's in Harry Potter. He's got to be most British. Is he like thing he's dad? No. Malfoy's no, that, dad? No, no, that's not Julian Sands. I don't think. Are you sure? My brain's just thinking Julian Sands because he's got long hair in this now. <laughs> yes, uh, bear with, folks. Uh, this is where we... Um... We have to fact check this because I won't be able to sleep tonight unless I know now. Yeah, and I I need to check it because Heather called us out on not checking shit. So, you know. Um, no, he was not in Harry Potter. That is, that is someone completely different. I'm not going to search for who that was, but no, it was not. It was not Julian Sands. Anyway, moving on. Uh, John, no we'll get a call next week explaining to me who Malfoy's yes, dad was. I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, John Paul Gray Zero uh, serial triggers me, um, and they're a photo editor and a cool TikTok account. Uh, Instagram Lumberjay Reviews. Fuck this movie. I yeah. think. Yeah, um, and that's Jay of Lumberjay Reviews and the Girl and the Gay podcast. Uh, Doreen Yace, love big spiders. Yeah, so do I. Uh, and that's a Chester Bennington tribute account. <laughs> uh, we've got that random horror show, Spiders Are Fun, and they're a horror podcast from Texas down near Heather. And finally, we've got BJ Mumbo, Eight-Legged Freaks, and they are a Classic. YouTube account. Uh, Mark, which one is your favourite this week? Um, I'm going to go with A-Legged Freaks just because it's it's an obvious one, but it's a timeless one to go with. Okay, that's cool. Well, if you um, if you want to get your notes ready. One, two, three, four. It's that time of the week. Time for Mark to recommend a count. Yay! So this week's recommended account is quite a random one, actually, and I don't really have much substance behind why I'm recommended account, why I'm recommending it, or what it actually is. The account is called Skeleton Soul Seventy Six. Um, there's no bio, there's no description, but this account clearly owns two skeleton mannequins, and he, he or she, or they, they dress them up in actual costumes and 
just photograph them as if they're living out a normal daily life. He's so strange. That's amazing. He's so weird, like selfies and getting ready doing the Christmas tree. <laughs> taking the they've got a skeleton dog and they take it for a walk and stuff man it is the strangest thing i've ever seen but i'm just enamored by it i i, I go on it all the time it's really fun check it out uh, what, what's the name soul of the 76 a hundred percent i'm following that because that sounds awesome it's right and, up your street this one yeah and let's be honest accounts don't need to do weird and wonderful things and be super like super good artists or anything like that to be a great account and something no, that the simple, randomness of it is perfect yeah and i'm pretty sure there's no one else doing that that's a great idea <laughs> I, yeah i'm following that in, in a second um nice short one um let them, if you do go and follow them let them know that that mark sent you there you run podcast sent you um let's do some facts can we just do the game man because i feel like this is just building up to something awful and i just want to get it out of the way well, we're doing the game after facts, so we'll do facts, then, oh, okay. then you can play your game. I can. I understand that you're really excited to play it, but we're going to do it in a minute. Uh, the safety of the spiders was top priority for the car uh, for the production, purely for the fact that when you're working with animals, you need to make sure that they don't die. Um, when John Goodman had to spray the spider, um, it was a fake spider that he sprays, and then it was a fake spider that he sprays the second time. And then when he crushes the spider, he had a hollowed out shoe and he actually trod on a real spider. And instead of it dying, it would just tuck in its legs and curl up and go into the hole in the bottom of his boot. That is, um, why would you do that? The noise for the noise for the spider dying was done by like a handful of crisps crushed. <laughs> That's which I thought was cool. Um, Jeff Daniels claims he is fine with spiders. However, everyone says on set that he was absolutely petrified. Um, one of the spiders, the big one, was nicknamed Big Bob. That's what they called it. We'll, we'll talk about Big Bob in a little bit more detail in a second. Uh, John Goodman was not phased by spiders at all. He's, this he's quoted as saying, we see eye to eye. Well, two eyes to their 16, but we get along just swell. Is that how many eyes do you have? 16? I don't think they do. I think well, maybe they do. John Goodman says it. Must be true. It must be true. Yeah. Um, they use two different species of spider for this. So the, the smaller spider is a, a native spider to California. It's effectively a, a big house spider. Um, the second is a bird-eating tarantula native to the Amazon. Um, they brought this spider in. It's called Big Bob. There was only one in the U.S., and that's the one they used. The production team had to paint stripes on its back and add a prosthetic abdomen to make it look bigger. So there is a prosthetics team who worked on this, who had to work on a live tarantula and add a prosthetic back end to it. No, no, that, you couldn't pay that, me enough. <laughs> that team. Could you imagine how stressful that was for that team to try and, yeah, mind-boggling oh, just let me just hold you and just put that bit no 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 it, it's not like a human where you go can you move a little bit to the left and it's got fangs at the front if you piss it off so you've got to be really you kill careful. a crow and kill yeah. a live big bird the crows are massive crows are big yeah um, but he was nicknamed big bob and apparently everyone had a chance to hold him and spend time with him and yeah he got on oh. great with the rest of the cast um 
when Julian Sand spots the um, the web on the the yeah. picture, and then it cuts back to them working out where like the house in the middle is, the house. Um, yeah. They ask the cop what house that is, and he says it's the old Daniels place, and that was really because Jeff Daniels lived there. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though uh, that's not his name in the movie. No, exactly that. Hey, um, a white mouse that you see injected with the venom um, was not injected. So, you know, where they hold the mouse up and they stick a needle in it and you see the needle go in. Uh, it was a tractable needle. Because, again, oh, okay. they didn't they didn't want to hurt the mouse. Um, that's our facts this week. So now it's time to play a game that I created, honestly, about 18 months ago. And I spent from then till now working how to make this work for not only people watching on YouTube who get to see what Mark sees, but also for all the people listening. So, Mark, I'm going to share with you some pictures and some video clips. Oh, and dude, all, you need, all, all, all you need to do is describe what you're seeing to the people who are listening. Um, spoiler, they're all spider-themed. And the aim of the game is to get through all six pictures and two videos. They get oh progressively worse as we go along. Um, my goal is to make you quit. So if you want to stop the game, all you have to say is, I'm a mark, get me out of here, and we'll stop sharing the images, and I can celebrate that I've beaten you in another game. No, look, because you just goaded me now, because you know that I don't want... <sighs> Fuck day. So are you ready for the first image? No, let they, me... They, 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 they start off easy. They, they start off easy and they get progressively worse. So you'll have a... You have a good indication of when you can tap out and say that's enough. How is this going to work? Are they going to flash up on me? Or am I, can uh, they're, I like... they're, they're going to pop up the same way that we've done the trailer earlier. So they're going to pop up and you and me will go to the side. You ready for the first one? No, I don't want to do this. Um... Uh, let's do it anyway. There's your, there's your first one. <laughs> oh, it's a nice Spider-Man one. So I don't that, mind Spider-Man. So you, you're cool with that one, okay? So let's um, let's go on to the next one. That's your next one. Oh, that one's quite cute. I I, I don't want to touch it or hold it, but they're they're like proper minuscule ones, aren't they? Yeah, the, this is the this is a dancing spider. So it puts his ass in the air, which is really colourful, and waves its arms to attract a mate. So you're cool with that one. You're doing okay. Are you ready to go on to the next uh, one? No. Do it. Do it. Do it. That one's gone. Ah, ah see that? Ah, that's awful. That's that, proper that, awful. That's a, that, they're, they're they're like dinner plate size M ones. I've I've seen them on like stuff before. That that is not a dinner plate size spider. That is a spider zoomed in. That is a house spider from the UK. Shit, that's in my house. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready to go up a level? It, can we turn that one off? Yeah, let let me get rid of that one. Hold on. Okay, that one's gone. You got a blank screen now. You got, you got, you, you got. How far in am I? 
you're halfway through the pictures. So that, that was level one of the pictures, that the first three ones. Then you get three more pictures and you've got two video clips. Right. So let's do the next picture. You ready? Yeah. Go. Oh, why would you do that? Uh, can can that, you describe that, what that is for everyone at home? It's a spider. <laughs> What's the spider doing? It's it's on someone's hand. Why why would you hold that? Why are they so hairy? I don't like we, it. All it's right, brown. Get, it looks like a right, conker with legs. It, it's gone. It's gone. I've got rid of it. <laughs> so you got two more photographs to go through. Are you ready for the next one? You do. You're doing better than I thought you would do. I, I thought you were tapping out of the dancing, the dancing pretty spider. See, the thing is, if I just do that and I slowly reveal, it's not too bad. But if, right. you, if, you, if it if flashes you, at me, I'm not prepared for it. I don't get, like it. Get prepared then, and I'll do the next one. All right, go on then. Go, go steady with it. Go steady with it. <laughs> ah, no, no. Why is it red inside? C can you describe what it is? It's a spider. It's big. <laughs> it and is it's big. Got, it's got spiky things on it. Yeah, and they're, it's they're red in its belly. Yeah. Okay. Right. You've done that one. Let me, let me get rid of it for you. Right. It's gone. It's gone. You're okay. I need a minute. I need a minute, dude. I need a minute. This is not <laughs> okay. cool. And do you know what's worse is like that's not so bad seeing the pictures. It's the videos because I know you're going to pick some horrific stuff as well. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the videos. There's only two videos, and the, the it doesn't one matter if there was only one. I don't. Right. How many pictures have I got left? One. This one's going to be bad, isn't it? Right, go on then. Just do it. Just do it. Just rip it off like a band-aid. Just do it. Okay. Here it is. Well, that one's not too bad. It's when they're hairy that I think it bothers me. That looks like the one out of A Bug's Life. Yeah, is see, that that's... that kills you, though? Yeah, that's a Black Widow. That's one of the most deadly spiders on the planet. But you're okay with that one, but not with the hairy one that I showed you before that can't hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't like it. I don't want it anywhere near me. But that's not that's not in our country, is it? That? No. You don't get that here, do you? No, they they live in Australia. Let's let's take them away. Let's give you a breather. That better? You you've that got was real two... <laughs> you've got two video clips. You're doing so well. I'm I'm genuinely proud of you. It's like therapy. We're helping you with your fears, like they did with Jeff Daniels. I feel like you've just switched to this streaming service just so you can play this fucking game. It may very well have played a part in, in my move. <laughs> uh, are you ready for the first video? It's not long. This is like a six-second long clip. Right. Is is it eating something? No. So what's it doing? Well, that, this is the whole thing. I'm going to show you the video and you're going to tell the you're going to tell everyone who's listening what it's doing. It's not eating anything. It's, it's just it's definitely not eating or attacking anything it's definitely just, not it, it's just being just, a spider just a spider being a spider right go on then go go okay, go here go, we go, go, go. <laughs> it's gone it's gone I, i'm not doing it i'm out i don't want to play are anymore are you done yeah i'm done i don't want to play anymore i don't want to see the last one <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this game, man. That's it. I'm done. You win. Take credit. I don't care. Okay. You, you need to say the words. I, I might get me out of here. 
Oh, okay. You do, you've done you've done so so well. Uh, when when we release this episode for everyone else's benefit, I, uh, Mark, I'll pre-warn you now. I'll put a trigger warning on my story for everyone else's benefit. I will share the final video clips so everyone else can see it to see what you Dude. dipped out on. No, 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 no. That was huge. Why would no? Think it's um, the legs, man. It's 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 it's. Do you legs. know those spiders that you saw in that clip? They are completely harmless. They're tree spiders. They're just big fucking spiders. It's a little girl playing with them. She's got two or three as pets. Why would you keep them in your house freely? Nah, I don't know. So <laughs> I've never said you. Are you okay now? No, I didn't like that. At all. <laughs> how's how's dry January treated you? Oh, how fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh, you, you can get your own back and show me pictures of guinea pigs one day. Um, can you describe to me what you was going to put in the last video? What what does it do? The the last video is a man holding a tarantula and encouraging that tarantula to take a bite out of his hand, which it does. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. I don't need to see that in my life. I'm no. going to go to bed tonight. I, I will share it on my story and I'll put a warning before i share it so <laughs> yeah i was so confident i was going to get through this because the pictures i found quite not the were unpleasant obviously but like I, yeah as soon as i saw that one crawling then that was it i was done uh you done well you done really really well did you want a minute to compose yourself and i'll do my roundup first <sighs> yeah please go do you know the thing okay. is as well like i was watching arachnophobia today and i was like do you know what would be absolutely hilarious if other people could see how much of a girl I'm being right now over this film? Because I was the way you saw me just dart off screen then and like rolled my chair across the room. I did that about fifty times today. Really? <laughs> so bad, man. I must uh, have said, uh, "Oh fuck!" about a million times. <laughs> uh, anyone who's not watching on YouTube, come and watch the game on YouTube because it it's worth it to see Mark's reactions. You've done really well. I'm I'm I, I feel kind of guilty now. I enjoyed it. You're an awful, awful man. (laughs) Um, I love this movie. Um, Spielberg's involvement in this was relatively minimal, if you believe what we're told. Um, However, he managed to get this movie past the ratings board. This was another Steven Spielberg stepped in and went, well, no, it is kind of a PG. It's a family movie, all about a family dynamic. And that's how this become a PG movie. Um, He's done this with uh, Jurassic Park. He also done it with Poltergeist. It was Steven Spielberg's direct hand that told them that no, it's not a scary movie. It's not about the ghosts. It's about the family dynamic. And he seems to have such a knack to get things past the ratings board that if anyone else tried, there's no way in the world this should be a PG movie. Not in no, a million years. No. It's a 15 all over. Even by today's standards, I would put this as a 15. Uh, a hundred percent. If you are scared of spiders, this is the absolute worst movie in the world. And I genuinely would not want you to watch this movie. It nails that fear of spiders so well. Jeff Daniels displays it so well. And as to other characters throughout, um, the cast are solid. All of the performances are great. All of the work with the spiders is phenomenal. The tension building is something else. Um, they use a, a practical effect spider, but they use it so sparingly you don't even notice because it's interspersed with so much else that's going on. Um, I love this movie. It's first full marks of the year for me. This gets a five out of five. 
solid score. Solid score indeed. Um, for me, obviously, as you know, I didn't willingly choose to watch this movie, and I probably wouldn't have chosen to watch this had it not been for the show. I've seen this before when I was a kid, very young, or at least I remember bits from it, and this certain scenes that definitely ring a bell for me. Um, but it was an awful, awful experience to go through it and sit through it, having a fear of spiders, which I know sounds ridiculous, but it's a genuine, genuine fear. I'm not just playing it up. It is horrible. And it was really, really bad for me to have to sit through and watch this. That being said, the writing in this film is absolutely incredible. The performances from Jeff Daniel Phillips, especially Jeff Daniel Phillips. Performances from Jeff Daniels is incredible. And even the bit part players, such as Julian Sands, John Goodman, everybody brings stellar work to the front of this movie. And without them, I do feel like it would have suffered heavily in their absence. Um, again, practical effects wise, I do feel there's slightly a few bits towards the end that have dated with time and are noticeably practical, but they still hold up better than most today. Yeah. Um, and I think like you mentioned that they're interspersed with the use of real spiders throughout is what makes it so unnoticeable, if you will. It's funny because I'm criticizing it from this standpoint that I'm picking upon these little bits. The musical cues, like I mentioned with John Goodman, annoyed me quite a lot, um, more than I actually expected it to because I felt like it damaged the overall tone of the film. Everything was so consistent up until that point. Um, but again, one thing that I really appreciated about it is how solid the writing is and how the fact that this movie doesn't get away with itself like a lot of creature features do. You don't get to the end and have this gigantic 10-foot spider. Everything is grounded and realistic in its approach, yeah. barring the obvious leaps in logic in terms of intersexual relations with spiders spawning punter <laughs> and spiders and all the rest of it. Um so I really appreciate it from that standpoint. Overall, this movie is very, very solid. There isn't a lot that I can pick apart from it other than the minor gripes that I've mentioned. If you do have a fear of spiders, this is certainly the worst one to watch. I've seen stuff yeah. like Eight-Legged Freaks and the over-the-top ridiculous spider movies that feature big, giant CGI spiders or big, ridiculous practical effects spiders. Eight-Legged Freaks. I can watch Eight-Legged Freaks because it's so clearly fake that I can sit and watch it. But they use genuine spiders throughout this film, and it's haunting. It's truly haunting to see. Um, this is the first time I felt genuinely terrified watching a horror movie since I was probably 13 years old, hiding behind a pillow watching The Candyman. And it was nice to have that adrenaline feeling again that I had when I was a kid, because we're so numb to horror movies nowadays, yeah. especially people who watch them regularly like we do it's really hard to try and find something that pushes the boundaries and gives you that genuine fear that you had when you were a kid and you were first introduced to movies like this. Um, but I got that again today from this, which is something that I didn't think would have happened to me. And I don't know whether it's, it's clip. Well, I know exactly what it is. It's a subject matter at hand. That's that yeah. caused it. Um, but that, that's a good thing. That's as horror that fans, is, that yeah. is the thing that we, yeah. we search for. Yeah, that is what you search for as a horror fan, and I never expected to get it from a PG, family-friendly <laughs> spider movie. But it genuinely terrified me, like genuinely terrified me to my bones today. I was having hot sweats, my heart was palpitating, I was looking away from the screen. I'm going to give this 
a 4.5. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's very solid and it hit all the right punches. There was just a a few little bits here and there that I can't reward it top marks for, but there is no denying I really enjoyed my time with it. I know it sounds like I didn't, but it gave me everything that I needed from a horror film and delivered on what it should have done, along with solid writing, fantastic through narrative with great subplots and cast along to go with it. So yeah, Top marks. Well, not quite top marks, but nearest as close as can be. Yeah. Um, make sure you check out our story this week because you'll see our leaderboard now and you'll see where arachnophobia f- falls with the scores from the URAM podcast. Um, it's it's up there. We've only done three episodes, but it's it, it's up near the top. Um, that is it for another week. Uh, we're back next week with another listener request. Um, be sure to make sure you leave us a review, share the show with your friends. Have a great week. That's more important than anything else. Have a great week. We know January sucks. We know it's hard. We know you have to wait ages for payday. It's coming. Have a great week. Um, but until next time, bitch, that's cheating. I'm not even dead yet. <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Bye bye. 